If the thought about budgeting overwhelms you or you have been defeated by your budget time and time again, listen up, no te vayas. Yes, you are here. Bienvenida to the Her Dinero Matters podcast, a mixed language podcast hosted by me, Jen Hemphill, to help you become the reign of your money and love your dinero more. If you are needing some inspiration and encouragement at this very moment, you have come to the right place. Gracias por compartir este tiempo conmigo. Now let's jump in to today's Dose of Money Confidence. No te miento. Today's episode was a little difficult. I had a little stumbling block as to what I wanted to talk about. This is Jen Hempel, your host, and I am so thrilled that you are here. I cannot believe that we have surpassed 250 episodes. Más de 250 episodios. Qué locura. As I prepare for this episode, as I mentioned, I had a block. Many thoughts came to mind. I absolutely love doing solo episodes, but then I thought to myself, what am I going to talk about that I haven't covered? Of course, I don't do solo episodes every week, so it's not like I have tackled every single aspect of money. And one thing that I do is... I stay in my lane. And what I mean by that, I don't talk about investing. I don't talk about boosting your credit. I don't talk about taxes and how to save more on your taxes. I leave those episodes for interviews with my guests that are experts in those areas. And I do that on purpose because those are the areas that light me up. I don't need to know every single aspect of finance. And you don't either. You just need to have a general understanding of it. Now, last year I did an episode about loving your money versus loving money. And this was in the month of February last year. So if you want to check it out, it's episode 204. I'll be sure to put that link in the show notes. And because it is February yet again, and one of the things February is associated with is love, I thought I would do something similar. And I thought that this year we could discuss the love-hate relationship with budgeting, or rather the hate relationship with budgeting. In today's episode, you're going to hear the eight reasons you don't want to budget. You're going to hear three questions to ask yourself if you are finding yourself defeated with your budget and why the stage of your money or where you're at in your financial journey determines how much time you put into budgeting. And I get into what those stages are as well. Now, let's go ahead and dig in, shall we? So here are the reasons you don't want to budget. One, it restricts you, makes you feel awful, and it just doesn't work, right? Have you been there? I've been there. And you've done it and it hasn't worked before. Why would it work again? That's reason number two. It just done it and didn't work before. Number three, your spouse isn't on board. So how are you going to create a budget if your just spouse doesn't collaborate with you or cooperate with you? That's reason number three. Reason number four, it just takes too much time. It definitely does at the beginning. That's reason number four. It takes too much time or 
you don't think you're making enough money to even budget. So why bother, right? You're like, well, not making much money. What's the point to budget? There's a big point in that. And I'll get into that later. Another reason is you don't like tracking that spending. And believe me, tracking spending is, oh my gosh, it can be a drag. But there are easier ways to track spending. And I'll share that with you. Another reason is, well, my finances are too complex for a budget. Like, I don't have a steady income. I'm an entrepreneur or I'm a freelancer and my income is not steady. It's irregular. It's just too complex. Or the eighth reason is I don't know how. And it's okay to not know how, right? It's okay because you're here and we start where you're at. So I'm curious if any of those sound like you or multiple really related with multiple of those reasons. I know for me, it was always restrictive. It made me feel awful. It takes too much time. That was for me a big one. It didn't work before because, oh boy, did I stumble with budgeting time and time again. I didn't like tracking the spending either. I was, have never been a fan of taking a look at the receipts and figuring out what was groceries, what was household. Oh my gosh, that was just for me too over the top. So those are the eight reasons that for me resonated. And again, if you don't know how, it's okay. If you feel like you're not making enough money at this moment in time, it's okay. Like we need to start where you are at at this particular time. doesn't matter where you're at at this particular time. It's about starting where you're at and taking those tiny steps forward. And the more tiny steps, even though they're small steps that you take forward, the further you will be from where you began with, right? Now, let's say you've tried budgeting, which I have a feeling you have. And let's say you end up feeling defeated. I surely have in the past multiple times. There are some questions that you want to ask yourself. There's actually three questions. Question number one, was the budget too restrictive? I know we have the best intentions, but those intentions may not be realistic. I know for me personally, I was one of those that was very restrictive because I'm this go-getter type of person. And so I took a look at what we wanted at our money, what we were making, and I took a look at what we wanted to save. We wanted to go towards saving and how we wanted to pay extra towards that. So with that, I determined how much we would spend on groceries and on eating out, which is an okay way to do it. It's like, it's not a wrong way to do it because you are paying yourself first. You are saying, okay, we've got this money. I want to put this amount towards savings. The more, the better. I want to put this amount towards debt and so forth. But what happened with me is that I was so gung-ho and ready to get out of debt and ready to save more money that I wasn't realistic on what we really needed for our daily living, like what we needed for groceries, what we needed for putting gas in the car. I was not realistic. And that will make the budget not work because you end up needing more money for the groceries or 
putting gas in the car or another expense you didn't account for and the money that you thought you were going to put towards savings or you thought you were going to put towards extra to the debt is no longer that amount. And so you feel defeated. So you need to ask yourself, were you too restrictive? That's really, really, really important. Now, if you don't know what amount you need to put in those areas like groceries, tracking does come in handy. So you want to look at what was your grocery spending in the past 30 days? And then be honest with yourself. How much of that was what you needed? And how much of that did you maybe you splurge and you didn't need to? What was necessary and what was a want? What was a need, right? You need to have an honest look at that. That's going to help you determine that. But again, don't let your mind take over. Oh, yeah, we kind of overspent. I'd rather put this towards savings. No, be realistic. Be honest with yourself. Don't allow your desire to put more money in savings or debt or whatever that financial goal is to take over. You need to be honest with yourself. What do you actually need? What do you actually need? Now, if you don't want to track your receipts, because I shared with you, I'm not a fan of tracking receipts. What you can do instead is open up an account with a debit card, put a dollar amount that you think will be enough for that month that you use on the card solely for groceries, for example, or take a dollar amount that's on your budget and take it out cash and use that solely for groceries. That will help you track at least the money that you spend on groceries. And that will give you a better indicator of how much money you need, especially if you take a look at the receipts and you'd say you didn't buy, I don't know, three, four gallons of ice cream. Was the three, four gallons of ice cream necessary? Just be honest with yourself, but it helps you. It's an easier way to track versus every time you go to the grocery store, you take a look at the dollar amount, you put it in a notebook and you add it up. Just giving you options. You can also do it on apps. That is also an option like Mint. I think it takes a little more work, but what I consider more work, you may consider enjoyable. (laughs) So it's really about doing what works for you and what you're comfortable with and what you're going to be consistent in doing. That is question number one. You need to assess if you are too restrictive on your budget. Question number two is, is your budget an accurate representation of all your expenses? I'm talking about every single expense. I'm not talking about just the fixed expenses that come month after month after month. Now, we are definitely good at accounting our normal bills. That is for sure. We know that the rent or the mortgage is coming. You know, the cable bill is due. You know those things. But what about those expenses that aren't fixed or that come on a regular basis, like clothing, like gifts, like travel, or an annual or quarterly bill? Those expenses that are non-monthly, that are variable, that just aren't on a monthly basis. So you want to look at that. Some of the people call these expensive sinking funds, or they create an account to save for that, or reserves. So you want to 
save up for those things. You want to set that aside because if you have a fixed income and you're solely banking on those fixed expenses, if let's say, just for example, six, the income is $3,000 and your fixed expenses, meaning the rent, el recibo de luz, the electricity bill, I'm so glad you understand me. All those things that come on a monthly basis, whether they're fixed or they have a variable dollar amount, you know, those are coming. But so let's say the income was $3,000 and normally on a normal month with your monthly expenses that come month after month after month, and I just gave you examples of those are, I'm just making it up, $2,800, right? Then the next month, again, the income is fixed. $3,000. And yes, you've got the $2,800 expenses, but then your kids or you needed some clothing. So you spent $300 making things up. So that $2,800 all of a sudden comes, let me do the math, $3,100. But your income is $3,000. So what are you going to do there? That's why having a sinking fund or a reserve fund is so essential and it's going to give you an accurate representation of all your expenses. And how you do that is you take a look at those non-monthly expenses like clothing, gifts, travel, those quarterly bills, and you add them up what it is for the course of the year. You divide it by 12. And that comes up with the monthly number. You take that monthly number, you insert that in your budget, and that becomes a quote unquote bill, if you will. And you transfer that money, that dollar amount into that sinking fund or reserve a fund that's supposed to be for those specific expenses, like clothing, gift, travel, an annual or quarterly bill. That's a simplified way of doing this. There are multiple ways of doing this. I do it a different way in terms of I even separated it even more. But for this episode, I want to make it really simplified for you. And that is a way to do it and to be and to have a better accurate representation of your expenses. That way on your budget, like, like I said, that monthly amount that you calculate, you put on your budget. And adding that to all your expenses is a better and more accurate representation of all your expenses. All right. If you have questions on that, let me know. So that's the second question you want to ask yourself. Before we continue, I have a quick message for you. Herdinetto Matters is supported by First Republic Bank. Whether your goal this year is to buy a home, start a family, or start a business, First Republic is prepared to support your financial goals with extraordinary service. From day one, your dedicated First Republic. Before we jump into today's content, keep your ears peeled for a unique reveal I'll be sharing midway through the show. It's something special just for you banker will be in your corner. Focus on understanding you and your needs. Together, you'll design the financial solution that best fits your personal and professional goals. And as your needs evolve, 
you can always call or message your dedicated banker directly from their mobile app for anything that comes up along the way. Learn more at firstrepublic.com. That's firstrepublic.com. Member FDIC Equal Housing Lender. The third question that is important is, did I choose a budgeting tool that makes sense for me and that I can be consistent? Now, listen, I am a spreadsheets gal all a hundred thousand percent. I love making spreadsheets all the time. <laughs> I am not really like for some things for business. I definitely use software. I'm not into apps. I still do the notebook for some things, but you need to figure out what is a tool that you can be consistent with. So if you look at a spreadsheet and you're like, no, <laughs> absolutely no. Why are you going to force yourself to use one for a budget? It just makes no sense. But maybe there's a cool app or a software like Mint. Mint has an app that I think you can also use it on your computer and you absolutely adore it. Like you can track your expenses. You can do all sorts of different things. I haven't been on Mint on so long. I'm pretty sure you can probably create a budget. I was not a fan of Mint but that is me. And you aren't me. <laughs> For me, it was extra work. And that could be something you enjoy. And for me, I just didn't enjoy that extra work. I really like to simplify things. But again, you need to choose a budgeting tool that makes sense for you and that you will be consistent with. That could be a notebook. It could be a printable of a budget that you find that you really love and you print it out and you write it and you use a calculator and add and subtract and all that stuff and you're good to go. That works and you use it consistently, absolutely go for it. Just choose the one that you're most consistent with. So those are the three questions. Now, the other point that I want to make is that you need to be aware that the budget that really works really well for you, it takes some time and you need to give yourself the grace and the patience to get to a point that you are happy with it and that it's working well. And you're like, I didn't mess it up again. I didn't account for this or I forgot about this expense, whatever it is. And I want you to think of budgeting like arming a thousand piece puzzle. Now, bear with me. <laughs> Have you ever put together a thousand piece puzzle? I love puzzles. I absolutely love puzzles. And even the thought of just putting one together, it excites me and it overwhelms me at the same time. But if you have a thousand piece puzzle, are you going to put it together all in one day? If you said yes, Jen, I can do that. No problem. Please send me a message now. Seriously, <laughs> I want to know how you do that. But most likely you're not. Even though as much as I love puzzles and as much as they distract me from what I need to do in terms of like, I'd rather do a puzzle and I will procrastinate in doing a puzzle than what I need to do like in business, which is why I don't have any puzzles near me that I haven't done because I love them so much. But anyways, I digress on that. So you want to consider that budget like a thousand piece puzzle. It's doable. 
it may take some time. You just have to give yourself the grace and patience to get it done. And when you take that puzzle out, you open the box up. It's nice. Sometimes you have to, I don't understand. Sometimes they like with the top of the box, right? Of the puzzle, it's already like not taped, but it's just hard to open sometimes. I don't understand it. But anyways, when you open up the puzzle and you put it on a table that you're going to arm this puzzle, what happens? It's not in like a very nice order, right? Unless some of the pieces are like comes together because they didn't undo it all too well. That happens, right? But typically when you dump all the pieces, this thousand pieces of this puzzle on a table, it's in complete chaos, right? That's budgeting when you start out. That is budgeting when you're just starting out to figure out with your finances. And in this point, when the puzzle pieces are all a mess and it's in chaos, in this point, in this stage, this is stage number one of your money, in this stage, that budgeting is non-existent, but is so much needed. This is the stage where you need to spend more time with your finances. This is the stage when you need to track more, right? This is the stage where a lot of people quit (laughs) because it feels overwhelming and daunting. But at the very beginning, when when your life is in chaos, when your money's in chaos, when those puzzle pieces are a mess, it's going to take some time to get it all together. And you need to keep that in mind, right? So that is stage number one. It's in complete chaos. You don't know what's going on with your money, though you're making money and then the bills have to be paid. But other than that, you're like, I have no idea what's going on. I feel like so clueless and that's okay. That's stage number one. Everything's in complete chaos. And that's like when you take those puzzle pieces, the thousand puzzle pieces and dump it on the table. Now, stage number two is you're starting to get clarity. And with your finances, when you're in stage number two, you have an idea You definitely know the money you're making. You have an idea of how you're spending it, but you're still needing to spend that time on your finances, more time than others who have really extreme clarity. And we'll talk about that in a little bit. At this time, that budgeting and intensity you need, or in other words, the time that you need with your finances is high. In stage number one, it's non-existence, but it's very much needed. And in stage number two, the budgeting intensity is high. Now, with a budget analogy, in this stage, you've already put the pieces up on the table, but you're starting to get clarity because you are realizing, well, if I look for the corner pieces of the puzzle, I can see how this is doable. Like I can see the light at the end of the tunnel, but it's still going to take some work. Just like the budget intensity is still going to take some time. I'm not there yet. Now, stage number three is when you're establishing some systems in place. Now, you are getting more clarity, but you're putting a system in place. With your finances, it can be you've done the budget, and then you are either using a virtual envelope system where you separate your money into different accounts or an envelope system where you are taking money out for like groceries, cash, or a combination of the two. So you're establishing the systems because with budgeting, the budget is a plan, but you need a system to implement it because the budget 
as much as I want it to do all the work for you or for me, it's just not going to happen. We need to implement that plan. And how you do that is with a system. And that system is with different accounts, what I call virtual envelopes, or taking some of that money, depending on your financial habits. And you can take some money out cash for your groceries. And you know, once this cash is gone, that's it. No more spending. That is a system. Again, the budget's the plan and you need a system to put that plan in place. And a lot of people may put the plan together, but that's it. And then they're wondering why the budget's not working for them, right? You need to establish a system. And in this case, when you are in stage three, your budgeting intensity is less because you're getting more clarity, you're putting systems in place, things are happening, you're feeling good, your system is not 100%, but things are organized, your money confidence is there. And with the budget analogy, it's like you're separating the pieces into not just the corners, but you realize, well, if I separate it in these different tones and colors, because over here, this is where these different tones or this is happening. And maybe you get someone to help, not just you putting the puzzle pieces, but you getting some help and you start arming the puzzle. Things are happening. It's not a hundred percent, but you're moving. Things are moving. Things are progressing. That is stage number three. And then stage number four is when you have the systems in place, it's working like a charm and you have your plan, you have your system, you've put your plan to work. And at this stage of the game, your budgeting intensity or how much time you need to spend with your money is not as much. It's lower because you've already gotten all the clarity you need. You have a good plan in place with your budget. You implemented that plan with your systems. Again, the virtual envelopes, different accounts, or a cash envelope system, or a combination of the both. And things are working like a charm. You're like, oh, life is so much easier. So with the budget, you are you're in the groove. You have a system of how you're going to finish putting those puzzle pieces together to arm this thousand piece puzzle. You know you're not doing it all at once. You are working it in chunks. Maybe one week you'll work a certain amount of time on the puzzle. Another week you'll work another time. Maybe you'll just do it on the weekends, whatever that looks like. The thing is you're organized, you're feeling good, you're feeling confident, and life is good. We need to be aware of the money stage that you are currently in, just like I described with the puzzle analogy. Now, I talk about that in depth in terms of the stage, even though I pretty much talked about it in depth just now in episode 94. I also did an IG live that is now living on IGTV if you want to check that out. The whole point in me sharing this with you is that people give up with budgeting, without understanding how much time they need with money, meaning what stage they're in. If you are in stage number one, where everything's in complete chaos, yes, you're going to need to spend more time. Everything at the beginning, you need to spend more time. And over time, when you got in the groove, then it's not as time consuming. So you need to be aware of what money stage you are in to really understand how much time you need to spend on that budget and on your finances. And a lot of people don't understand that, right? They just think, oh, I'm done. But 
if you understand that there's different stages and at the beginning, you need to spend more time, you're going to be more willing to spend that time, especially if you know that a stage two, it's a little less time stage three, it's a little less time in the stage four, it's even lesser time that you need to spend. That doesn't mean you won't need to spend time on your finances. It's just less time because you've got a plan and you have implemented a plan with a system. I hope that you find this helpful. I hope that this helps you really stop feeling defeated with your budget because a budget that's plan is so important. I know there's a lot of anti-budgeters meaning, oh, I don't need a budget and I'm good, but essentially they do have a budget. It may not be in the form of a spreadsheet, but they created a plan. The thing is that they already are clear with their finances. They implemented a system and they are in stage four. So they don't feel like they need a budget, but then actually they created, how could they have a plan without a budget? Answer me that you can, the budget is the plan. The thing with anti-budgeters when they preach, I am anti-budget is that they're in that stage four. Again, I hope this helps you, especially if you are feeling defeated with a budget. I don't want you to have a hate relationship with your budget. I want you to have a loving relationship with your money. Now, if you found this helpful, I encourage you to check out my kickstart and finally win with budgeting mini class. In this class, we have an audio lesson addressing the pre-work that you need to do because it's not about just jumping into the budget and boom, you're done. No, you need to do some pre-work to make the budgeting aspect easier. There's also a video lesson that will show you how to implement this deep dive, meaning that pre-work. It shows you exactly how to implement it. And I provide you a spreadsheet tool to help you gather all the information that you need that is found in that video lesson. So you are ready for the actual budget. This is my kickstart and finally one with budgeting mini class. It's normally $67 at this time of this recording, but for being a listener of this podcast, Use the code REINA for $10 off. That's right, $10 off. And you can go to jenhempill.com forward slash REINA or just go to my website, Jen Hempill, go to the lounge that you can have a free account and search for my mini class, which will be easy to do. But the easiest way is just jenhempill.com forward slash REINA to get $10 off. Here's a secret. If you use jenhempill.com forward slash Reina, it should automatically insert the code for you. I learned a little trick and I'm feeling pretty tech savvy. Now, next week, we get to meet Hazel Ortega, who has, oh my goodness, an incredible story of how she went from living in less than desirable living conditions to building a legacy for herself and her family. And she shares exactly how she got to where she is today. I'm not going to do any spoiler alert. I want you to hear her whole story. Eso es todo. I appreciate you taking time to listen to this episode and tune into this podcast. I know that there are so many podcasts to listen to and you chose Her Dinero Matters. So te aprecio mucho, pero mucho. You can check out the show notes over at jenhempill.com forward slash 251. And remember, being the reina of your money starts now simply by claiming it. I believe in you and so should you. If you love this podcast, love this episode, I would absolutely love it if you share it with someone you care about. 
and take a screenshot or a selfie and tag us in your Instagram stories with at Her Dinero Matters with the one thing you loved about this podcast or this specific episode. Bueno, pues, eso es todo. Nos hablaremos el próximo jueves. Chao.